Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Funbox Monster Hello. Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a movie that, thank God, I love and Matt hates. This yep. is a new thing. I'm, I'm the jerk today. Yeah, I'm usually the negative asshole on this podcast, <laughs> and I get to be the positive one on this one. Deadly Friend by Wes Craven. <laughs> this is a movie that I've loved since I was a kid. It traumatized the shit out of me when I was younger. Like It was the saddest thing I'd ever seen in my life. This was like my fox and the hound in my childhood. <laughs> like, this ruined me. This was like, this is what I thought that, like, having a broken heart from a relationship was like. This was what I expected relationships <laughs> to be like when I was older. I was like, when do I get to the part Man, where... the girl with the robot chip in her brain yep. broke up with Oh, me. my God. And that was exactly what it was like <laughs> dating in my teens. It's really sad. <laughs> Um, yeah, I fucking love this movie, uh, unabashedly, but it breaks my heart and it also is terrible. (laughs) I, I thought I liked this movie and I haven't watched it in years. It's been on my shelf for years. And then you suggested it and I was like, yeah, I'm all about that movie. I love that movie. And I started watching it and right off the bat, that stupid fucking robot. (laughs) Every time it made a sound, it was annoying. Every time it sounded like Jonathan from Corn, it was like, (laughs) (laughs) yes, or Popeye or fucking Stripe from the Gremlins or Or, whatever it's Or like an Ewok. Like Howie Mandel doing some sort of character voice. Yeah. The voice was actually the same dude that did the voice of uh, Roger Rabbit, though. Oh, was it really? That makes perfect sense. Um, Only Roger Rabbit is a good movie. Yeah, and honestly, the vocalizations were much, I mean, were super smart in Roger Rabbit, yeah. and this was just kind of crap. I mean, again, I like the movie, it's just but funny. it's like, Imagine it's getting hired for stuffed. that job. We need you to be the voice for this robot. Okay, cool. What voice are you looking for? Something that goes like... <laughs> okay, cool. I got just the thing. <laughs> I want you to sound like Popeye on crack. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's a weird voice. It's a weird movie. Um, and it's, but you know, Christy Swanson, pretty awesome in yep. this movie. Um, there's there's a lot of great things about this. There's a lot of awful but things. But there are, and there are also some real, like, I mean, I, I hate to speak ill of somebody I like as much as I like Wes Craven, but man, there are some moments of, like, directorial incompetence that are actually shocking. Yep. Like there are there are certain scenes that I was just like this is like this is a professional who made like one of the greatest horror movies of all time. How the fuck did he do this? <laughs> there is also extreme meddling in the production though of this movie. Okay. There were roughly 20 producers Ooh. and all of them wanted their own damn thing. And the absolutely nonsensical ending to the movie was actually picked by the head of Warner Brothers. <laughs> the president said that should happen. Making no sense, but they're like <laughs> We can't say no to him. I still thought it was fun. <laughs> I still like the ending. Um, yeah. It works as one of the dumb nightmare scenes. They also had reshoots to put in. Right. Because, uh, but the fact is, there's no end to the, you know, just to jump way the hell ahead. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, it is it is funny where it's like, um, what can we do? I, I think more burned nightmare killer stuff. <laughs> yeah. If we could, uh, you know. Uh, th- hey, Wes, do you know anything about burned <laughs> nightmare killer guys? And that was, yeah, that's that's his throw-in for pretty much everything in Some this movie. I'm surprised there wasn't even a Freddy cameo. There, there so. could... I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah. There was a lot of fun little mise-en-scene stuff where they did, like... You got, like, little crazy robots, like the the uh, 2XL or whatever the hell his name was. That little guy was on somebody's shelf. There were, like, oh, toy gotcha. robots yep. in the background. Um, there were some cool things. Ah, toy 
robot. Toy robot. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but I can definitely see how this movie would annoy the shit out of somebody, and I can see how someone would hate it. But it happens to be one of my faves. All right, let's All kick right, this let's into just high gear. Fucking talk about this fucking movie. Put down the ramp of the VW and roll your BB out. <laughs> okay, this Eddie, movie. Eddie. This movie has a cold open, which is which is fun. I always like. Which is good. also reshot to make it a horror movie. But before we get oh, into this, before we get into this, uh, this movie was not supposed to be a horror movie. Whoa. Yeah, it was supposed to be a sci-fi adventure for kids, kind of like Starman. That Carpenter did. Holy that Wes shit. Craven wanted to prove that he can do not just horror. So they made it, test screened it, and people were dismayed because it didn't have all the blood and carnage that usually Wes Craven films oh have. Oh my god. So the producers made them reshoot every nightmare scene in this. All the gore. That was all reshot, done after the movie, and spliced and edited together. So we get this weird uh, Frankenstein monster of a movie here. So this cold open where a thief's <laughs> breaking into... The van with yep. BB, our robot, in it, and he almost gets killed. Uh, that was all added because we needed more shocks and more scares to something that wasn't even supposed to be. Hard. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Um, I, I actually, I like this scene, too. I feel like the scene was totally effective as oh, far definitely. as like the whole the whole point of the movie. It's a cold open that establishes that this fucking robot is nuts, but it's hiding it from its owner, yep. which I think is, is totally, totally effective. Um, so it opens with the... Uh, we're at Burger Heaven. Yep. Some sort of like trucker. Sounds good to me. Trucker dive. Uh, and our, our hero and his mom are, are in out, Burger Heaven. Are in Burger Heaven getting burgers. And some trucker, like, I assume he's a trucker because of his padded vest yeah. and his trucker hat. Um, That's usually how I dress, but I, I can't even drive a stick. He's, he's, <laughs> so he's breaking into the van because he sees mom's purse because mom's stupid and leaves her purse in the car. Um, and. Uh, he he gets in and then he hears a gremlin in the yeah. backseat. <laughs> oh, you're cute. Yeah. And then BB grabs him by the throat and starts strangling him. And I love him. this too because BB only stops strangling him because he He's, sees the family coming. Yeah. But my question is like, what was he going to do with the body? Like, if, if he did finish the job, <laughs> who knows? He'd still be busted. BB busted. You, the busted. That is a good question. At this point, maybe he doesn't know what death is. You know, he didn't even really know what he was. Robots doing. are born violent. I mean, it. It also points <laughs> to him being like a psychopath. Like yes. A, like he's so crazy that he didn't know that you know what was going to happen. He was like he couldn't control his emotions. He's yep. like he's murdering for the sake of murdering, which is you know unusual for a robot. Yeah. You know, until 20 years from now when that's all they're going to fucking do. <laughs> um, so so he comes back, or the, the family comes back, the mom and kid come back, and BB lets go of the the trucker. The trucker yep. runs off. <sighs> BB locks the doors and is like, whoop, nothing happened. Yep. And and, uh, and then we take off. our opening credits. Yeah. Of a... Is it a new house I get? They yeah, they, they go to the That's they go to that bad credit scene, and then they're just like driving around, blah blah blah. Oh, yeah. And then apparently someone set up a house for them because he's got some sort of teaching scholarship to the best brain, brain school, school. Yeah. in all of wherever I, the hell they are. I love how fast his room looks like a room of somebody that <laughs> yeah. they've lived in for years. I love how quickly he goes from being a child. To being a professor, to being a child, to being a professor. His life, he's just like, he's from 
he goes from zero to 10,000 back yeah. and forth. He's like, let's put shaving cream on cars. Yeah. Hold on. I have to go to the university and lecture <laughs> about brains. And actually do brain surgery. And actually perform brain surgery. I have my own lab yep. at the the biggest, like apparently the best university. Now let's goof off and play basketball with my robot pal. <laughs> and apparently they're paying for him to have this this room and all this other stuff. And he's like, I can't afford to get another basketball. <laughs> you know, like that's that's beyond yep. my salary here at the fucking foremost brain institute of America. Um, so, uh, so they they come to this suburban house and they make noises like they've never seen it before. So, yep. so we just assume that this is something the university has set them up with. Mom's gonna get a job, I think, as a secretary. BB is going to uh, be a furniture mover. BB is going to be a furniture professional mover. piano mover. This is this leads to a very strange thing that I was actually kind of curious about. Yeah. But, uh, so so BB comes out of the comes out of the van, and we're introduced to him. Like he they roll down this this ramp. It's for a him. real robot too. It like, is a real robot. It looks good. Yeah. It, it he looks good. He's got a big round head. Yep. Uh, he's got a he looks good except for the fucking bread box chest thing. Yeah. That's a really dumb design. It's funny how everybody making sci-fi robots does that. He's got the bender thing, yep. basically, yep. except even more bread boxy because it's got a big handle on it, <laughs> like he's like a trash chute. It should have had like a Metallica sticker on it too. <laughs> that would have been great. Um, but uh, and I wouldn't have a problem with BB if he didn't talk. That's my no, problem. No, it's true. The burbling and it's mumbling so stupid, and it takes me right out of it. And I think the robot looks great. Like if it just talked in a normal voice or a, like a sp- speak and spell voice, like without stuttering. Why? Yeah. Why? That's my biggest question. Wouldn't it just be a digital voice? Is it because he's a kid and he's like, I'm still figuring out this I mean, like sentient robot thing? <laughs> guaranteed. It's because he's he's an advanced enough robot that he's a human infant basically is I think what they're trying yep. to they're trying to put through there is that he is Ugh. he's constantly learning at the rate of a human they're like we've almost built a human brain so he's like brain almost working exactly and that's why he's making those dumb noises fucking stupid okay so uh, so they walk in and they are, we're immediately, they don't waste any time introducing us to the shitbags of this neighborhood. Yes. It's basically like we get leering neighbor cam right out of Elvira's house. Mm-hmm. So she's like, mm, I'm looking through the, through the window. And their and neighbor is uh, Ann Ramsey from Throw Mama from the Train <laughs> and there. Goonies. And Goonies. Uh, and she's great in this. She is. She's Ann Ramsey. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she plays herself again. Um, and then, then he basically sees that and then walks to the side of the house and then hears the alcoholic, abusive father <laughs> with screaming. The, with ab- the most stereotypical alcoholic dad where, thing. Like, I mean, where did she hide my bottle? <laughs> I mean, sure, it, it is cartoony and terrible, but it's, you know, it did in one sentence explain who he was yep. and what he was all about. It was like, oh, he's abusing his daughter. He's an alcoholic. He has a daughter. <laughs> you know, like there's... There's a female in the house who is his daughter, who he's abusing. I mean, and there's and he's an alcoholic. It could just be he was cleaning the house and looking for his bottle of Formula 409. <laughs> but it's not that. It turns out it was not that though. <laughs> um, he was not. He is a he's a Stephen King caricature of an alcoholic abusive parent. Yep. 
Um, he's like, he's like ripped right out of about 42 Stephen King novels. Uh, and then we meet Tom. We meet, we meet the, the paper boy, Tom. I was a paper boy. Did you have that many papers? This kid rocks like four tons of papers on that. (laughs) He has like, I think three reams of paper on his, uh, I didn't notice it. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, like both sides are just stuffed. Nope. In Sanford, I used to deliver Sanford News, and I'd make enough money to go to Babe Store and buy garbage pail kid cards, <laughs> wacky packs, and uh, baseball cards. I collected baseball cards at the time, which is which is weird. That freaks me out. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like knowing that. It really weirds me out. Oh God! Delete, delete. I, oh God, who are you? Uh, <laughs> what is up with robots on this podcast too? This is like after. Oh, that's over. true. We've had so this many robots on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it just like was a, I w- it was reminding me of robots, and I just kept going. Hey, what about that dumb <laughs> robot, robot rampage? Movie? Um, oh, delete, delete. <laughs> so, so this was a weird moment where it was like, so he explains that he's studying brains, and he yep. freaks out our he freaks out our Tom kid. He's like, oh, Tom's a puss well, anyway. Then fuck you. It, basically, he's like, are you going to going to high school around here? And he's like. No, I'm uh, teaching at the college, and uh, I'm the at the foremost brain institute. And he's like, "Oh, well, then, whatever. I'll see you later." Yeah, and he's like really offended that he's really smart. No, I'm professor at brain school. Me, professor at brain school. <laughs> Me, professor at brain school. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he comes in, and this seemed like a a moment to explain how BB got into the house without a ramp. Mm-hmm. Because he he drops this like ridiculous line where he's like, "Oh, we're gonna have to build a ramp so that BB can get in by himself." To be like, "No, I helped BB in the house." The kid couldn't lift that robot. Exactly. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. Um, and so I guess that must have been what that was for. And then this scene where he throws the piano across the room. So BB shows up. I love that. And he's just like, I wish it hit somebody super cartoonishly grabs the piano, throws it across, like it's, slides it across the floor super fast. It's and, one of two fast motion things in this movie. <laughs> the this, second one is fucking hilarious. This is the first one. It's just like, <laughs> it looks like a cartoon too. Yeah. It's real, real cartoony. But again, this harkens back to Wes's. This was supposed to be yeah. more of a movie for kids. Right. This was never supposed to that be an R-rated horror movie. This was supposed to be a PG movie for kids. <laughs> Do you think this sexualized plugging in of his uh, electrical cord <laughs> you was too? part of the... Was that like part of the kids movie or part of the horror movie? Oof, I don't. It's hard to tell because it could be completely innocent. Like, But it did like... His power- eyes rolled back in his head. He was like... Ooh, as he plugs in the cord the, from the, between right his... Right from between his legs. His wheels. Yeah, seriously. It was real weird. It was <laughs> yeah. like super weird. He had like a real like sexualized moment yeah, with that outlet. Yeah, you're right, man. Uh, no, it was gross and strange. Yep. Um, that was producer number seven's idea. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, so Paul goes to see his lab at the college and the, the this professor that we're meeting for the first time, no idea what his name is. Nope. Um, Don't need to know. Yeah, exactly. He basically establishes, he's like, look, you're going to have this place. You have the fastest computers. You have more computer power than you'll ever know what to do with. It's probably like, you know, two megs at the time. <laughs> yeah. So, But still, he's got this thing. It establishes who he is and what he's up yep. to. And then he does some brain stuff. Then he does some brain stuff. <laughs> then BB mows the lawn. We cut yeah. back to BB mowing the lawn. Whistling. Or making some stupid... Yep, he's, he's like singing to himself. But again, 
establishing that he is enjoying what he's doing and that he is a sentient. He has yeah. a, he has a certain level of sentience. This was not something he was programmed to do. But again, in this context, it feels like that's what it's for. But obviously, you know better. You know that it's clearly for the fact that it was a stupid kids movie. Yeah. And so he's supposed to be, looks like a low budget short circuit. Yeah. With actually kind of a better robot. <laughs> um, well, you think BB is better looking than number five? Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, totally better. <laughs> he's got a head. Taking my tape and going home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so basically, BB's mowing the lawn and he meets the hot neighbor girl played by Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, movie Buffy. Movie Buffy. And uh, she's like, she's enamored with the robot and then Paul creepily leers from the shed instead of like coming out instantly. <laughs> but uh, Paul eventually introduces himself and uh, and this is where we see her we bruise. We hear bruise on her arm yep. there because, yep, it, she is the abused daughter. Mm-hmm. And then he puts it together that she's the one that was that the crazy guy was screaming about next door. Yep. This points to something else about this movie that's super annoying. Everyone knows that she's being abused. Yeah. There are like 14 adults in this fucking movie who know she's being abused right to the end, not to cut all the way to the end, but the doctors know. And then they know that probably she was killed mm-hmm. by this. And there's no consequences for the dad. No. Zero <laughs> consequence for this dude. And everybody's like, mm, and then when boy, she's, when sure she d- is bad. When she does die, he's like, I always told her to take her stuff off the stairs. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that sounds so convincing. That sounds real convincing. And like, <laughs> there's there's just no way. <laughs> I I refuse to believe that anybody would, would mm. let this go. Um, so... So she covers the bruise and she's like, mm, whatever. And then the dad leers through the, like, leers through yeah. the door. Like, mm, come in, girl. I'm a bad dad. I'm the bad dad. <laughs> and uh, and so he takes off with, with his paper boyfriend and he gives him the lowdown about the neighborhood, about Elvira. Yeah. And about about her dad and everything. And the, one day I'm going to crack the code on this padlock. Yeah. <laughs> BB could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just saying it. I find I don't it really know weird that the padlock is on the outside of the fence, too, facing outwards. Like, how does she get out? <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> she, only has- it's, she, has, she has one grocery boy who knows the combination, throws her groceries, and then leaves. Gotcha. I think she literally never leaves her house. That's my feeling. Okay. Um, so... We learned that the paper boy's dad has keys to everything, which is going to be yep. a big plot point later. Um... And then we, we meet our bullies, right? <laughs> we meet our, our this non. There's so many yeah. freaking movies. Do these people exist? Can the, you imagine being like 20 years old and being like, hey, look, some 12 year olds. <laughs> Let's go over there and push them into a garbage can. I saw, I mean, especially looking at like these guys because the backup bullies looked like they were in their 30s. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like those guys were like dudes working at a hardware store. Um, yeah, I was having a hard time believing them at all. They looked like suburban dads yeah. <laughs> and they were all riding like mini bikes. Uh, but they come and they, they apparently they've been bullying, uh, Tom, Tom, Tom for, for a while. while. He's like, Oh no, not again. And so of course in every, every Radio Shack nerds fantasy, the robot comes to the rescue. So they, I uh, like this scene. It's good. Cause uh, I like. 
parts in movies where something grabs balls. <laughs> I just I like when that happens. Chopper. It, yeah. Sick nuts. Yes, yes. And so this robot just grabs the, yep. the bully by the junk and lifts him up in the air. And uh, oh, he just he won't yeah. let go until he calls off the robot. Yep. He's like, he's got three pneumatic something somethings. And he can crush 80 balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he makes the bullies run away, and the bully, of course, claims revenge. He's like, I'm going to get you, he yeah. says as he runs away. <laughs> Um, instead of like, instead of literally what he could have done is wait for BB to let go, then push him over, yep. which a hundred percent was doable. Like you could push that robot over. That's one of the problems with this robot is that they want to show you how useless he is in certain situations, yep. which is really stupid. Like, why did they put him in that basketball game? Why wasn't he just on the sidelines? Why would you show that he can't keep up with a person yeah. if you're trying to make him your main threat. Yep. He's just like, oh, oh, ball's here. Oh, whoop, ball's here. Yeah. And he's like three steps behind everyone. And it's like... It, it's just like playing with the Evolver robot. Like, it doesn't really... Right. It, it, it looks like they tried to make it fun with film editing and stuff, but like, no, you know it wouldn't be fun. No, <laughs> and it's like... It, it looked like when somebody's playing basketball with a fucking schnauzer or something, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm trying to keep up. Oh, hey, the, there's a ball over there. But it's yeah. not like it's ever going to make a basket. No. Um, <laughs> so so eventually they stop and they're like, hey, why don't we, uh, the, the paper boy's like, hey, why don't we let BB throw a shot? Yeah. And <laughs> what the fuck, BB? He doesn't even like try to throw it. He just throws it <laughs> over his head like. 100 feet into the air, across the street, into Elvira's yard. Yep. Into Elvira's, right onto her, directly onto her porch. Yeah, And it bounces up and down right on the porch. They're like, oh no, we're going to have to go get that. And oddly, she doesn't come to the door when the knocking sound of the basketball happens. Yes. You'd think that that would be the thing that would alert her. But instead, it takes them walking over. Checking everything. Climbing the fence. Climbing the fence. Then getting busted. (laughs) Then getting busted. And she's such a jerk. She's just like, my house, my property, my ball. And takes her basketball, which also is a big point there. (laughs) It sure is. (laughs) One of the best scenes in any movie. I will give that movie that. (laughs) Exactly. This movie deserves to exist. As much as I hate it, I cannot hate that scene. You can't hate the (laughs) basketball scene. Um so, uh, yeah. So they lose their ball. Yep. Um, baby, oh, baby is basketball. this is this where we've had the? Uh, oh shit! Yeah. So Sam has her has her dream, right? Uh, yes. Okay. This this was before, but but we have to mention this one. So this is a little out of out of order, but uh, Sam is woken up in bed by her dad menacing her, uh, and you know you're like. You get this moment of like, oh shit, things are gonna go. Yep. Like this is gonna be a movie I no longer want to watch anymore. Yep. Uh, and it doesn't go as and bad it as is. you think. I mean, <laughs> fair. There are certain <laughs> things about this movie that I can understand you saying that about. But so so she has in her dream she has a freak out and she stabs her dad in the chest with I, half a vase. I like that scene too. And and then blood just pours out of it like a spigot. And the dad starts laughing. <laughs> you think that that little robot can stop me? That your friend can stop me? No one can stop me. <laughs> and also, 
I can't remember what she says, but there was something that happened when she's getting sprayed in the face with the blood where she goes, ew, or like, yuck, or something like she had I don't remember. I didn't notice that. Something. She said one word that was super out of context, yeah. and I was like, ooey. That, that seems like the actual actress saying gotcha. that as opposed to the character. Um, but then she wakes up, and this is the first of several uh, nightmares added into this movie. Yep, and this was also part of the reshoot that was never, yep, never in the original script, never meant to happen. Yep. Um. So, and also we're we're established to the fact that like uh, Elvira's got the fucking shotgun. Yep. And that she is totally willing to point a shotgun at children. Like that is she is all right with threatening people with a loaded weapon. Totally cool. Um, and this is also where we see Paul playing with a brain. Yep. Like we get back to that scene and he's like, it's where Paul's not the kid, but the genius again. Right. Exactly. And he's like, did you do the tricolum also thing? He's like, I already I, done it. Yeah, I already done it, dad. God. Um, <laughs> so he's got, yeah. And what they're, what they're trying to establish in this scene essentially is the Frankenstein thing where it's yep. like, he's leaps and bounds beyond even this highest ranking professor in the brain school. So he's doing things that Professor Brain School doesn't understand. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, what the hell was that? I don't know. What did you do? What kind of crazy Brain School shit you pulling? <laughs> they don't teach this in Brain School. <laughs> uh, so he's planted a chip that he had originally designed for BB into the brain of this cadaver. And he's given it some level of reanimation. Mm-hmm. So we get, our, we get our first Frankenstein moment here with that. Um, and this was the moment that I was so annoyed by as far as like, you're a professional director. What is up with this fucking cut? So there is a smash cut that was supposed to happen here. That is a like, it's a slam dunk smash cut for any director. Mm-hmm. It was like, so we're he's fumbling around inside a brain. Cool. That's great. Yeah. And then they're about to fumble around inside a pumpkin. That's a smash cut. That's your best like. Brain to pumpkin. And it's just like, nope, cut to the outside of the pumpkin. Like, dude, really? You missed a perfect juxtaposition. This was like the perfect smash. Like, it was just perfect. Yeah, that would have been... It would have been beautiful. Oh, no. Cat. (laughs) That was you. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) Where's BB to pick it up? Yeah, damn it, BB. Um, And so, yeah, so that was weird. Um... BB noises. Okay, so there's a knock at the door, and Sam again has an injury. A she's bloody nose. She's got a bloody nose, and she's asking for ice. And they're like, man, your khaki's beating you up. She's like, no, I just always got a bloody nose. I yeah. hate him. And like, shut up, Sam. And she's the mom is like, we know what's going on. Yeah. Just say something. Come on. We know that something's up. And she's like, yeah, sometimes I want to run him over with a truck, but he's still my dad. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <sighs> the adults are really dropping the are ball useless. left and right in this. Um, well, that was another thing that I had read, too, was that Craven wanted this movie to be more like the monsters were the adults, is what he said in an interview. Oh. Like, he never, he, there was never a Samantha killing spree in Craven's original version. Really? It was supposed to focus more on the love story between Paul and Sam and all the adults were monsters basically they're all fucked up in one way or another the abusive dad the angry neighbor the the mom who doesn't isn't there okay interesting yeah 
All right. Never happened, though. Huh. Nightmares and shit instead. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so now we're at Halloween night. Yep. And this is this is back to kid version of Paul instead yep. of super genius Paul. Uh, he's like, oh, we're almost at one of my favorite scenes too. This is my. This is probably the funniest scene for me. Was where they were like, all right, let's go around. We're gonna vandalize stuff, but we're in costumes. Nobody's gonna know who we are. <laughs> all right. Everybody run, and they're like spray. They're spraying shit all over this guy's car, and then they like take off, and there's a giant fucking super advanced robot following them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it was, but they had one of the most advanced yeah. robots on the planet with them. No, sir, that was just my cousin in a <laughs> robot costume. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Yeah, <laughs> leave BB at home for fuck's sake. Uh, and they decide to play a prank on on Miss Goonies. And, Knowing uh, she has a loaded shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, they're not smart. So they're like... I thought this kid was a brain surgeon. Yeah. Sometimes he is, sometimes he's not. Yep. He can turn it off and on. Um, and <laughs> Just so, like Sam. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's got a remote car starter for her brain. Um, okay, so they let BB crack the padlock. Yep. What no. were they even going to do, did they say? Or were they just trying to get the ball back, or...? I think they were just going to ding-dong ditch. Oh, that's right. I think literally it was just like, oh, imagine how what she's going to think. Nobody's rung her doorbell in years. And Freaking Butterfeet Sam screws that one up. Right. Well, and this, <laughs> oh, no, the security alarm goes off. Security alarm yep. goes off. But this was this is interesting. So some, some of the things that I did really like about this movie, mm-hmm. um, one of them is that you already know going into it as an audience member that she's dead. Like, you're like, Sam's going to die at some point. Yeah. Like, that that information is already there for you. And so they play with it like a Final Destination kind of thing okay. where she's constantly doing things where you're like, oh, fuck, she's going to get shot. Yeah. Oh, no, she didn't. Oh, it wasn't that. Oh, it's going to be. Oh, no, it wasn't that. So there's like a, a few little moments where it's like she falls down, she does this, or and you kind of have this like uh, yep. Final Destination. Is it going to be this that kills her? I thought that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. Um, never thought of that. And this was another thing that I didn't understand. So BB cracks the combination on the, on mm-hmm. the padlock. He's like, there's 64,000 combinations. This is going to take all night, you know, not th- if you're BB. So is he implying that BB is so fast that he did it? Or was it something else that BB had learned something that BB was like learning safe cracking and he'd well, gotten maybe he some... could hear the clicks or feel it. Like... Yeah. And it wasn't information that he'd been taught. It, it felt like they were trying to get at something with him doing it that fast where it's like, Oh, he's learned how to do X, Y, or Z, but you don't have enough information. See, I didn't to even know. think that. I think it was just a stupid, like my robot's so smart. It could do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. It might, honestly, it might be that. Yeah. Um, so, he shuts off BB because he's like, I don't want you going in there. You know, you're going to do something dumb. Uh, but then BB turns himself back on after she sets off the alarm. Sam does the same thing later on. Yes. They never really explain that. Like, why does he have an off switch? If these fucking things can just it turn themselves work. back on again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so BB goes after Elvira who just, just demolishes Obliterates him. him with the shotgun. And it made me so happy. <laughs> It's it's probably my favorite part because like I said this this movie is nigh unwatchable to me 
due to this fucking <laughs> robot. And once that robot was out of the picture, I was just like, I didn't know if he was going to be rebuilt or not. Luckily, he was not. <laughs> yes. um, I was just like, fine, good. Fucking- good. Get rid of the robot. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so robot gets shot. She actually reloads to hit him again. Oh, yeah. She finished it. She hates the robot, too. <laughs> so she kills that robot dead. And he cries. He cries. I mean, and we assume that he salvages the chip out of him. Yeah. I don't think we ever see him do that. No, but he does. Because that goes into But we assume that he Sam does. Head. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so Paul's devastated. He's crying through class. He's crying through whatever. <laughs> we get like crying montages of Sam. <laughs> and, uh, and then we get, we're past Halloween. We get to Thanksgiving. Yep. And Paul and his mom and Sam are having Thanksgiving dinner together. And they're all so happy and everything's fun. They go outside and Paul and Sam kiss and they're so happy and everything's just going great. And then Sam has to go home. Then Sam goes home to drunk dad. She sees that the TV has been left on and that there's beer cans everywhere. And she's like, oh, fuck, this is bad. She's like, oh, dad, are you in my room? Uh, Where are you? (laughs) Like she's like looking for a lurking dad. And then he comes up, smacks her in the face twice. Yep. And then one of the last smacks, she falls down the stairs and hits her head at the on the bottom and baseboard. I, I thought that looked convincing too. Oh god, fall. it sure did. The uh, the the fake person didn't look terribly convincing, but the uh, the fall looked really good. <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot of that that was kind of iffy. All right. Yeah. So she's she's all. She's all messed up. She's clearly like she's doing some cool little little things as an actress. She's doing like these little rapid Seizure eye movements. Twitches. Yep. Uh, she's got some some cool moves, uh, but she is clearly fucked up. Uh, so, so the ambulance comes. Ambulance. Call shows. the ambulance. Come and pick up your people. Yep. Uh, and then Professor Brain School is working on her. And we find out that she is going to be brain dead. Yep, and or for that the, she is, and for the third time, an adult basically says, "Doesn't look like a fall to me." Yeah, and so he says, "Looks like she was murdered by her dad." Oh well. Oh well. Couldn't get a forensics guy in there to look for bruises or anything like. Fuck so it. we'll just keep her on life support for no reason for twenty four hours exactly. Exactly twenty four hours. <laughs> <laughs> what? I- Nah. Just for the plot, movie just, shit, just for movie call to yeah. get in there. Yeah, she, well, he was like, "We're gonna need to do further tests. We'll do further cognitive tests on her, but there's not a lot of hope." Yeah, and so it's geez, somebody call the fucking cops on that dad. Yes, god damn it. Uh, okay, but she's dead. Twenty four hours, they'll take her off life support. And Paul gets notified of this, and he has a real Herbert West yes, moment definitely. of like. He flips out and he's like, there were things that I could have done. There, I know things that you don't know. I've got the BB brain chip. Exactly. I can save her with my BB magic. Ah. Yeah. So, so he has, he has that, that typical so Frankenstein, that, Frankenhooker. Uh. So this was the most fucked up part too. Uh, he needs, he, he, he's got that idea to go before they pull the plug on her to save her, grab her, sneak her out of there and put in his BB <laughs> yes. brain into her. Um, but he needs the car to do so, and he can't sneak out because his mom is home. So he straight up poisons his mother's <laughs> coffee. Yeah. Yeah, he drugs his mom with with something that he's like 80, I think 80% sure it's not going to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> like, it seems like he's about, 
I'm going to call it 80. And then when they get back home, his friend's like, I think you killed her. Yeah, what are you talking about? No, like, I, he's not I, even worried about I that. measured exactly. Yeah. And I know exactly how all drugs interact. <laughs> and leaving an unconscious person by themselves always goes great. Yes. Um, yeah. So I thought that was weird. That was terribly irresponsible. So he, yeah, so him and Tom sneak off to the hospital in the V-Dub yep. van and um, crash into garbage cans for the first time. <laughs> Where did you learn how? When did you learn to drive on the way here? Yeah, which I thought was actually a pretty good line. And uh, so they sneak into the hospital, and they they what's what's he do? I just make a long oh, story short. He, he dresses like a doctor in a he laundry dresses cart like a doctor. He's prepared a bunch of shit. He prepared a laundry cart to be there when he gets there. Yep. He's got uh, he's got the battery from BB to do to run uh, a respirator so that they can keep her alive in the laundry cart. Yeah. I don't. I'm. Oh yeah, but we forgot this part. But um, at the house before they leave and before he drugs his mom, he's just like, yeah. I, she's like, I feel like we should be at the hospital at like ten when they pull the plug. And she's like, no, it's nine. They changed it. Right. Like, how the fuck do you know? Who called you from the hospital? <laughs> like, it was on the news. Yeah. Yeah. That, that part made no sense to me either. Like, why? I don't know. You're not why. even family. Like, why would a doctor call you and tell you that, like, oh, hey, by the way, that girl that you're not by even related way, to, we're pulling the plug an hour earlier moved, than we... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I really <laughs> don't know. Um, like, anything would have been better than that explanation. Like, yeah. if, if she had called to say, hey, are there visiting hours? Yeah. You know, or whatever. Can we do something? So he left out the urgency part. So that's why he drugged his mommy. He had to zip off super fast, catch it before. Now they, they're already an hour behind schedule. Um, and they do not make it. They They've... Yep. Cut the cord. They or. show up and the plug has already been pulled and she's already dead. But again, he's all Herbert Westy here. Yes, he's too too Herbert Westy to quit. Yeah. So <laughs> uh yeah. fun being Herbert Westy. It really is. Uh yeah. So he they drop her in that fucking tiny laundry basket. Yeah. And uh, and throw her in the throw her in the the van. The van, and then they have the most unconvincing fight. I think the acting here is just so. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty cringy. Weak. It's pretty weak. Although there is a line that I like. Mm-hmm. I liked the uh, what was it? I'm gonna throw up. Throw up later. It's a real like <laughs> a real Rambo moment yeah. for him. <laughs> like much more of a Stallone line than it is little <laughs> little Weasley kid. But uh, awesome. So so they get to, they bring him back to, or bring her back to the college and operate on her there. Just and, like he did before on the cadaver. Yes. And this is awful. This brain looks fucking terrible. <laughs> this was the worst effect I could yeah. imagine. Literally, it looks like uh, her brain. I think brain, the end effect might be a little worse. Okay, that's true. Her brain looks like. Six pieces of chewed grape hubba bubba <laughs> squashed <laughs> like uh, it's awful. It's awful. Um, but they they show a little diagram of him putting the chip in. And and it's so funny, too. That the whole surgery is just like, boop. All right. I put the thing in. Let's try it. Click. <laughs> yeah. It's like a it's, TV remote. Yeah. It's supposed to be rebuilding her brain. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be smart enough to be looking for all of her sentience and but rebuilding her brain. But it makes no sense because she's dead. True. Why would the chip jumpstart anything? I, I mean, magic. It doesn't even have a power source. 
they ex- <laughs> there was a no prize for that. They threw something in there. There was some dumb thing. They, it was like, it's a self-powered something or other that, you know, whatever. <laughs> Fuck you, movie. Exactly. Yeah. No, nothing, nothing <laughs> important. Um, but, but this is, that is the interesting part of this that I, I feel like they botched a lot while yes. they were doing it. Um, but they really had a, they had a really good basic premise going on, especially like near the end when she starts getting her humanity back. Yep. I wish that they'd explored that further because I feel like probably when I watched it as a kid, certainly I never picked up on that. The fact that she's becoming human again. Yeah. And that she's now having to struggle with what she's done as BB, Mm -hmm. that this thing did stuff while in her body and that now her memories are returning in these things, but they never do any flashbacks. There's never anything to be like, oh, her humanity is returning. Well, there's that one scene where she finds the picture of her and Paul. And she flips out and starts crying. Yeah. But the only other things you have are like when she, when she confronts somebody and she's like robot vision. Person vision, robot yeah. vision. So it's like coming back, like her her brain is returning. They they could have dropped anything, like your vision will return to normal and you won't be seeing through the computer anymore. Yeah. You know, or something, like as it rebuilds your brain. And I just the feel computer like... computer vision made so no sense, too. No, it made no <laughs> sense. It, well, I mean, it, it makes sense in the idea that when it's that, it's BB. When it's yeah. normal, it's her. But they never explain it. They never yep. give it any kind of... It, it would have been really nice to know that. <laughs> the cat has to be up on this thing. Meep. Hey there, buddy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's really hard being you. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, they bring her, her, they bring her back to the... the that whatever that is his garage his, yeah the shed yeah so he, they're back and, at the shed and laser her. on cardboard boxes on the ground and it's just like yeah okay. but it's a 200 dollar sleeping bag that he puts yeah. in though so you know it's not it's not nothing uh <laughs> so uh he, he it's hits an her. expensive sleeping bag for like 1985 money can you imagine where yeah. the hell this was from yeah full <laughs> down yeah killed like 70 gooses for that thing um <laughs> So he hits her with the remote and her eyes bust open. Well, totally awake. And she's got cool uh, eye makeup. Yeah, this is like and I I like it. Uh, the way that you know that she's that she is now back from the dead is that she has blue eye makeup. Yeah. She's got some like blue eye In perfect on. circles. Yeah, it's beautiful because they wanted her to still look hot. Yeah, they were like she still has to look attractive, but she doesn't because when she comes back she's got this perpetually stupid look on her face and her she uh turns her <laughs> hands into fucking spot cans live long and prosper hands to like mimic the robot claws i love it <laughs> it's infuriatingly stupid <laughs> and then she walks like a robot too i love it Oh my she god! She only walks, she, uh, but she also later on runs. And when she runs, she's she's fine. She's just full on. She's an Olympic like, sprinter. Yeah, sprinter. she, she when knows, you're not, when knows you're, how to run. When you're not <laughs> running, you're looking like a cartoon robot from like the fifties. <laughs> I am robot girl. Yep. And she doesn't talk anymore. Um, when she's brought back. Nope. At first. Yeah, yeah. This is like so. Like the sirens go off and the cops are next door. Yep. Like, because they find out that the body's been stolen and, you know, 
a glass smashes and he goes looking for to see what it is and she stood up but she's staring out the window at her creepy dad mm-hmm. so and paul has to drag her away from from dad awful dad from stephen king dad and then just pew yeah turns and her off for the night like, like, listen yeah. which bothered me it's like Okay, she's breathing. Everything's cool. Yeah. Like, man, maybe don't shut her off. Do you know if that's going to work on her respiratory system? Or, like, yeah. wh- I, I don't feel like on off with a human body is a great plan. No. But, uh, but it seems to work out for him. Uh, so he did it to BB2 in the beginning when he introduced him to Tom. Remember, he was just like, yeah, I programmed him himself. He's doing, he's doing his own thing. Then he opens up that bread box chest he's like Boop, just this is his brain pulls his like, fucking dude, you just brain pulled your out. friend's brain out <laughs> yeah that was good that was a nice little moment brain docs are weird man yeah th- that brain doctor is kind of <laughs> kind of a weirdo okay so um yeah so mom lectures him about the sleeping bag being left out so we know yep. that we know that she's out and about um and so he goes looking for her um Another part that bothered me. You saw him. You saw her looking at her dad. And then all of a sudden he's like, she's gone. He books it in the complete opposite direction of the dad's house. <laughs> well, if he caught her, it wouldn't be much of a fun murder, would it? Yeah. Um, and also, who knows? This could have been part of a different movie. Yeah, uh, true. <laughs> so so this is this is one of my favorite parts of this movie. So she's like, I'm going to set a trap for that rascally yeah. abuser. And so she... <laughs> It's a bottle of bourbon on the Just stairs. Just on the stairs in the, the basement. basement. She stokes up the 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 coal of uh, coal coal uh, coal furnace coal furnace like way over, and it's just like smoking and flames are belching out of it. And because it's Wes Craven, they're like, "Hey, we need we need get you. a boiler get, get a going. boiler again. You did boilers really good last time." Yeah, it, we gotta <laughs> remind people who's doing this movie. Um, so so burning burning boiler. A adorable trap <laughs> and he just looks at it and he licks his lips like a fucking cartoon yeah. character oh man she grabs him by the hand and flips him down the stairs uh this this fight was pretty fun i liked this he goes after her with the shovel uh she grabs the shovel and just throws it into a big wooden yeah like <laughs> beam goes to hit her he grabs she grabs her his wrist and just snaps it yep. pulls all his fingers back then she throws him against the coal furnace, yep. and you hear his back. I like that sound. Sizzling. There. Yeah, you hear his back sizzling, and it's a really great sound. Um, but then she lifts him up by the neck and starts choking him, and then does the most unconvincing neck snap. Yeah. It looks so stupid. Just a little... And the guy's like, Boop, ooh! And now the guy I'm, just looks so doofy. Like, now I'm dead. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> but... Okay, so so now finally, he, dipshit McBrain Cuddy there. <laughs> he sees the black back, smoke, he sees smoke out. rising from the chimney. He goes to investigate, and this scene is cool too. He he goes down I there. To, he goes lot. down there to find her standing over her dad's body, and her dad's body's head is pushed into the furnace. <laughs> yeah, she's got cooking. Like, she's got like a "Did I do that?" kind yeah. of look on her face. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> and so he's he's burning, and I don't know if our hero thinks that he's going to save this guy or what he's going to do, but he pulls the body out of the <laughs> furnace just so that we can reveal his face being full on teriyaki style. Yep. Like it is like Freddy. Yeah. It, <laughs> yep. Just like Freddy. Just like Freddy. Um, yep. God, 
fucking her little clamp hands. Oh, it's so awful. <laughs> it's pretty awful. I just I just wonder like I feel like that's an idea that would sound good on paper, and this was based on a book, so yep. maybe it maybe it's in the book too. Oh, but don't it, worry, I ordered the book. Ah, I bought just, the book off eBay just today. It just looks so silly with her doing that whole Star Trek hands all the oh, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, oh, it is. It is definitely silly, um, <laughs> especially in the final moments of her life too, near the end, where she charges a cop in slow motion with the hands like that. That you see, that's the thing that's annoying about it. It's like it took away all like. And she's coming back to her own, and she's human again. Yeah. So, why yeah. is the claw hand in it? She looks stupid with the claw hands. It's she looks supposed stupid to be, in the face too, because she's always doing that dumb expression. It's supposed to be an emotional moment. Get rid of the claw hands. Get rid, rid of, of the, the dumb, dumb face. face. Yep. Have her run at the cop with like a just a determined. Like, I'm suicide by copping. This is like yeah. that's great. I don't know why they stuck with the claw hands. No. That was I think that was a pretty bad move. Um, so Paul buries the body in coal. Yeah. I don't know why. Who's looking for that dad? Nobody. Exactly. And you know how you could have gotten rid of it? Throw it in the fucking Stuff furnace. Stuff it in the furnace like, you, like <laughs> she was doing. Um, they would never have found him. Fucking Paul's an idiot. Paul isn't, for being the smartest brain man in, yep. in the whole county, he's not a very smart brain man. No. Uh, so now we cut to Elvira. Uh, and she's she's sitting in her easy chair drinking tea and watching the bad seed, yeah. which was awesome. Yep. I loved I love that. That's a good that. touch. It was a really good touch. Um, and then we get the, the slow mo bouncing basketball, basketball into the room. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> Guess what's going? <laughs> <laughs> and probably one of the most beautiful, gifable moments oh, in yeah. the history of cinema, with her head exploding. I. It's, it's I mean, if beautiful. you don't want to watch this movie, I don't blame you. Just, but at least go to YouTube and just click, watch just click that. in "Deadly Friend Basketball Death." Yeah, and <laughs> guarantee there's a thousand of those up there because yep. it's it is a beautiful moment. Um, and I would love, 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 love if somebody could put up like what this looked like when they were actually making it. Oh my god, I would like. Was it like a pneumatic cannon with a basketball in it and like a wax head? Like, what the fuck the was it? The head was actually filled with cow brains that they bought at a butcher shop. And was it, was it like a pneumatic cannon that shot that fucking basketball uh, at it? No, it was a crew member actually threw it, just chucked it. Wow. I don't know. I don't know uh, if the force of the ball made the head explode oh, or, or that. It was I just don't timed. Know. That I don't know. Yep. Crazy. Because it looks like it's the ball that actually cracks the head open. It oh, might have yeah. just been a very, like, really... Maybe have been a combination of both, yeah. Yeah, that's... Oh, wow, that's awesome. I, but I, I was really I, hoping it was that they had to build something to shoot that ball at the head. <laughs> oh, I suppose it could have been like the... It could have been like a medicine ball. It could have been full of something. Oh, yeah. So it was heavier than a basketball. Yep. That would make sense. But you can chuck a basketball pretty fast, too. Fast enough to blow up the head of that lady from Goonies. Yes. Uh, I have proof it's in this movie. <laughs> um, yep. So, so that happens, and it's wonderful. Uh, and then we it just ca- makes me really wonder where this movie is going to go without this, though. Because this is two scenes in a row of, of murder, death, kill that originally never And then happened. another one. And then right after this, like directly after that, the next scene is back in Paul's room. He's like, oh boy, uh, I woke up from a bad dream. And then there's something coming up through his bed. Yeah. 
and then something comes up and he pull, throws the, the sheets aside. And Bernie, and, dead yeah. dad pops up. Ah. Which was a great effect. It's just his teriyaki head. Popping and out then, under the mattress. Yeah. And then he opens his mouth and smoke comes out. Yeah. I loved that. I that, thought was that was good. I thought that was a fun little moment. Um, yeah. So, oh God, yeah. It's a burn, another burn dream killer. What a yep. bummer. Um, <laughs> but this is where I actually was like, this is why I like Christy Swanson more than Johnny Depp. Okay. Because Christy Swanson still likes this movie. And Johnny Depp doesn't really talk about Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, Oh, I was just going to say, where the fuck is Johnny Depp a, in this movie? Such a bummer. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. we're like, Depp could really embrace Nightmare. And instead... He doesn't? He, I, didn't, I didn't know. He just kind of doesn't. Whereas Christy Swanson totally is all about this terrible movie. Yeah. Which I think is awesome. <laughs> I like it when actors love their terrible mistakes. Yeah. Um, and it's a terrible mistake I like. <laughs> so yeah, he goes. Yeah, me too. He goes to get milk, and Sam scares him, breaks the glass. Mom wakes up. Eh, what's going on down there? And then they have a little farce moment where they're like, "Oh, get her outside." <laughs> and uh, and mom comes down, and yep, she disappears again. <laughs> uh, then they he grabs her, puts her up in the attic. Yep. And then locks the door. So now she's locked up in the attic, so she can't get away. Except oh, she will. Except that she's super strong. That's uh, what a brain BB brain chip does to you. It does. Well, I mean, that's uh, without without any holds on human strength. You never know what you can do. That's how <laughs> you pick up a car if your baby's trapped under it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's also what happens when you put a BB chip. In. <laughs> BB also, BB-8 from Star Wars. Yeah, a reference to this movie. I I would say so think so i hope so (laughs) i don't think so but i would love it i would love to find out that it's a total reference to this terrible movie i mean to be fair he he's the one that funded the release of phantasm in 4k to theaters so mm, was this when was this made do you remember oh i don't actually know it seems like too late (laughs) oh my god if it's 88 then i guarantee it yeah wow that's that's amazing Huh. Interesting. I wish I knew that information right now. Um, so, uh, then we go to uh, we go to Tom calling and he's like, I'm going to spill the beans. I'm going to tell everybody what's going on because I can't live with myself anymore. Knowing that Sam's murdering. Yep. Uh, he convinces. We're <laughs> <laughs> making the greatest noises. Yeah. This podcast just smashing stuff. Even the cat, cat um, noises, the water glasses. So he convinces Tom uh, to come over and yeah. give him half an hour to explain why you shouldn't call the cops. By the way, if someone does this to you in real life, you know they're going to kill you, right? Yeah. Like, I, who would do that? Who <laughs> in the world? would think anything other than this dude is going to cover up his murders by murdering me. That's yeah. the only thought that, I mean, the fact that that wasn't his MO or that his idea was like crazy. Um, so he, he brings Tom to see Sam. Yes. Thinking that this is going to change his mind somehow. Yeah. Like, look, I brought, I got, I'm hanging out with a dead girl. Like, yeah. We, that's killing. We cool, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, we and cool. so like they go up into the attic and she straight up like Bart's evil twins across the like skitters. Didn't it look like she was wearing different clothes when yeah. she did that too? Like Yeah, it was like it was a total it was a total like monster in the attic moment 
of like you have your light source yeah and then the thing travels super fast across the light source and you can't see it because it's shadowed yeah it was like you know textbook monster in the attic moment but and she's usually just hanging around she's being normally slow just, and doing nothing exactly like, she's so never dumb. behaved like that before yeah. so she's all bug-eyed and frankenhookery looking and uh no, frankenhooker looked great she just looks stupid but in this moment she's got like she's got her eyes like straight bugged yeah. out when she's looking at like she's like look look Tom uh, she's she's okay and she's like uh, ah, big big crazy yeah. eyes like she's about to murder him and he's like fuck this yep. he takes off he's like I'm gonna call the cops this really seals it cause you're nuts <laughs> like you did the she's, absolute opposite of convincing <laughs> me not to do what I said I was going exactly to do exactly the worst case scenario for this yeah. so he runs downstairs uh, and then, uh, so they get into a fight, they get into a, yeah, the, what, whatever his fucking name is, Paul, Paul, Paul and Tom get into a fight in the living room. That's kind of like a wrestling kind of like, I'm trying to stop you fight. And then Tom crosses the line or, uh, no, Paul crosses the line by punching Tom in the face, Yeah, punches him in the nose. He's got a bloody nose. And then his mom walks in right at the time that he's just like, holding and she's his like, bloody nose. you guys, <laughs> no, she's like, I know we need, what, what was her thing? I want to know what she needed to talk about because she was like, we need to talk. I found the dead robot girl in the attic. You've got some explaining to do. (laughs) I don't think that's what it was, but like there was something that she was ticked off about and there's no explanation. Again, could have been uh, with the reshoots and the added scenes. uh, There are many other scenes that were deleted for pacing and time. So she could have actually been okay. referencing something that wasn't even in the movie. Fair enough. Um, and then Which he it seems to happen a lot on these movies that we do on this, uh, this show. <laughs> That's fair. He did, uh, and he does the thing where he's like, where he doesn't give the the mom enough information. Mm-hmm. Where it's like he's like, I'm gonna spill the beans. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Don't say you know what I'm talking about if you're literally going to the police in like five minutes. Yes. Yeah. Did say the whole thing so that you know murdering you isn't really an option anymore. Yep. Um, but instead, he's like, you know what I'm talking about. He's insane, and I'm calling the police. And he goes outside. And this and scene was cool. <laughs> yet another ridiculous scene. Sam jumps out of the attic window, <laughs> flies all the way down to the ground, and starts Superman's. Yep. Right at him, and starts fucking up uh, Tom. Yeah, just smashing his head into the grass so that it's not quite as damaging to him. So her super strength is is not as, you know, she didn't manage to kill him in one shot. Nope. And then uh, what's his nuts? Paul <clears throat> interferes. Yep. And um, slaps her. Slaps her. And which she is a trigger. Up, yep. And she ends up choking Paul yep. until uh, he lets lets uh, she ends up. I think that's where she started switching human again. Yeah. And she was like, oh shit, what am I doing? And let Paul yep. go, and then booked it into the night. Yep. And she she takes off to. God knows where. Um, <clears throat> and I think this is the last time we see the mom and Tom, too. Yeah, the, they just disappear they're just, from they're the story. they from the movie. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah, they, yeah. they pretty much disappear <laughs> here. Uh, uh, so and, he runs off into the night to find and, Sam. And this is the first time she makes the BB gurgling noises. Oh, God. So she and starts came back. <laughs> she starts making the BB noises. Um, and then just to wrap up a plot thread that no one really gave a shit about. about. We get the bully coming the back bully again biker on his fucking dirt bike. And, and he goes to beat up Paul. I love this scene, too. He's, he, he's really, like, he beats the shit out of Paul. He, he does. But he gets there and he's like, I've been waiting a long time for this. And I'm like, 
dude, you met like two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, yeah, I don't know how long ago that was. Was that It was years? two days. Oh, I guess it was two days. It was just like two fucking days. Everything oh, my God, because, yeah. Over a period of days, yeah. He's just oh, like, I've been weird. waiting a long time for this. <laughs> Maybe he perceives time differently. Yeah. Bully time is slower. <laughs> uh, yep. And, and he so, does beat the shit out of Paul big time until he gets... It's like, your, your little robot isn't here now, is he? Yeah, he's gone. He's blown to bits. And then he... Oh, how did he know that? That big, bothered me too. Big news. Big news in big town. Big news in town. BB I mean, <laughs> to be fair, if you live in that neighborhood and there's a lady firing off a shotgun, yeah. somebody's probably going to hear about it. But it's just like he only saw that kid once. Then he yeah. sees him again. Two days later. I've been waiting a long time for this. And knows things that happened to him when he's not even been around. Like, why would he know this? Maybe he's Elvira's son. Yeah. <laughs> what a twist. What a twist. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, but then uh, Sam comes out of hiding and um, recreates <laughs> the first scene. And baby, baby. baby. Grabs a bully by the balls again and lifts him up over, over her. her head. <laughs> and that's this is great. And that's when the cop car pulls up. That's looking for thirty yards away. Yep. And uh, so she just chucks the bully at the cop's windshield, and it does that fast motion like the piano <laughs> thing in the beginning. So the bully just goes bing. Like they, they seriously should have added like a trauma sound effect yeah. there. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yep. It is ridiculous. But uh, kills him. Like smashes him on the windshield. Yep. His head's busted open. He is dead. Um, and so, yeah. Oh, but more than that, she screams, BB. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why? It's kind of Kobe. She was like, Kobe, smash. (laughs) (laughs) BB. Yeah. It's just like a derpy face. If you want accuracy, you yell BB. Yes. (laughs) If you just want distance, you just yell yeet. Toss them as best you can. Uh, (laughs) so... Uh, so this is when her vision starts flickering back to robot mode and human mode. And she's like running through the center of town. The cops are like all around and they yep. hit her. Don't hit her. Like they're, she, she does a bionic man or <laughs> bionic woman jump over the cop car. Yeah, And she runs totally fine. Yeah. She runs great. <laughs> then when she walks, she's like, I am robot. Yep. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Eventually, we get to our standoff there, where there's there's yes. no way out. Uh, Paul is trying to talk the cops out of this. Yeah. and But here's what we were talking about earlier. So, she's saying Paul in a, in a BB, in a not BB voice. Like right. Her own voice. Like she's, she's For the first time, she's able to vocalize like she was when she was human. Yes. Uh, the cop's still pointing the gun at her, because that's what you do when you're a cop. You point yeah. a gun at an unarmed... Yes. Young girl. I mean, but to be fair, he did also see her throw a dude 30 <laughs> yards. Yeah. <laughs> so. But she, she, I don't get this scene. She just like, what is she trying to do? Okay. So. Attack a cop? Save Paul? Like, no. To me, the whole thing, like. Cop, maybe, cop suicide? I, exactly. It's that? it's suicide by cop. I Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm giving this movie way too yeah. much credit. Because in my mind, she's flicking back and forth to human. She's and if I had had the chance to explain this when I was, if you know, if I was making this movie, mm-hmm. I would have had a flashback that was like she sees a terrible thing she did. She sees a murder and she looks confused. Yeah. She sees another murder and she's like, oh no, that was me. And then she sees her reflection, and then she sees her reflection as the robot, and then 
boom, she's like, oh, fuck, what happened to me? And then she just charges headlong into the cop, gets shot. That explains it. Yeah, that would have been much better. That would have been an explanation of why she did what she did. Otherwise, because she's got the dumb claw hand still. Still. You know, she's still making the dumb robot face. You don't really, like, it almost looks like she's trying to attack the cop. Yeah. Which is a dumb idea, which is a dumb ending. But her killing herself because she can't handle what she did is a pretty decent ending. That would have been a good ending. ending. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there were a lot of missed opportunities. I love how we always rewrite endings (laughs) in this show. (laughs) I still think that was probably what they wanted. Yeah. I hope. But they could have switched all that stupid robot to human vision flickering with those flashbacks like you talked about. So it would have worked so good. So much better. So much better. And so she so she dies. She runs at the cop. Uh the cop ends up shooting her in the stomach. And we do a big wide shot of the because aftermath. If she got shot in the head, <laughs> then it would ruin the ending. The fake ending. <laughs> so we get we get our tacked on scare ending. Which is not unlike our tacked on scare ending so, for Nightmare on Elm Street. Dip fuck brain cutty again <laughs> goes in to steal the body and fix it because I don't get it. You just saw what the fuck happened, Paul. Like, why yeah. would you go through this again? Because he's super Herbert Westy this yeah, time. Yeah, he's gotten he's gotten full on Herbert West yeah. now, <laughs> and so he's going back. He's like, I'm gonna set right what once went went wrong. Yeah, I'll fix it this time. I I got it. Uh, he goes in, uncovers her, and then she grabs hold of him, <laughs> strangling him, and then her face pushes through. Skin tears off, and there's a robot underneath. The robot looks. Like a Power Rangers mask version of BB with sharp teeth and everything. It looks like one of those wind-up robots from like the 30s and 40s from Japan. Like, like atomic powered robo. It's got like a big shiny yellow and red face. I think it was paper mache. It was silly. Uh, The eyes looked good. Because yeah. I, I think they just took BB, BB yeah. eyes. Um, but yeah, the mask looked like paper mache yeah. with like tiger teeth. That- yeah. Yeah, and the she, teeth the teeth weren't even real. Like like the teeth no, were, were like painted, painted on. on yeah. So its mouth didn't open, which is another like no brainer for a horror movie. If you want something scary, its mouth has Ma- to its open. Its mouth has to move. That's that is like that's a thing. You if you've seen a, the you movie Elves. Movie, if you've seen Rawhead Rex. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that that sometimes you can make a great movie without. Yes. But not Rawhead. But not, <laughs> but not this one either. No, um, not this one either. So, yeah, uh, but the arms looked cool. Um, the arms started choking Paul, and he starts pulling out the flesh, and it rips, and we get, like, a an endoskeleton there, yeah. like, metal bones. and the, But the whole effect of the face, the face skin looks so stupid when it, it rips. It was, yeah. And then we go out, outside the door, and we just hear her snap Paul's neck, like, kill yep. him. Roll credits. That's it. Yeah. I wonder if... <laughs> they were afraid of a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's just don't so, you dare make a sequel to this piece of shit. <laughs> it's just so weird the ending because it makes sense if it's another one of those tacked on nightmare. Shoots, right, of course. But we don't come back from it. No, nope. Paul doesn't wait. Like, I think the movie should have ended with Paul waking up, like from in his bed again, which is you know nobody likes dream endings, but at the same time, like that would have. But nobody, nobody likes confusing endings yeah. either. Like, because it plays straight up like a nightmare. Because there's no fucking way that could happen. Yes. She, she just had a chip in her head. Her whole body didn't turn into a yes. cybernetic organism. Under. 
And I mean, if that was the idea, I I would have been okay with that. That actually would have been if they'd played that idea earlier, mm-hmm. where it was like, this is an advanced chip and it's going to slowly take things and it's going to process the metals out of her bloodstream and do yeah. these things and it's going to create it's going to like work on her and bring her back to life, but it's going, she's going to have parts replaced with metal. Like the metal is going to slowly become part of her body. I mean, that's some crazy Marvel magic. Well, right. Exactly. But like something like that, where it's, I mean, there's so much stupid magic in this movie anyway. Yeah. You know, it's not as, it's not any more far fetched than anything else. And if they were doing that and she's slowly coming to grips with becoming more human while becoming less human where her brain is Mm -hmm. becoming human and she's remembering things and she's losing her humanity but becoming a cyborg whatever those are those are things that you're like that's a movie that's like what you would want in something like this what they did not quite a movie again ending would work fine as a nightmare scene like anything else if there was a wake-up resolve i'd be happy and maybe there was just after the credit i mean maybe they didn't show it they did kind of leave it open. But, I in no, but in no way can I believe that what happened at the end of this movie actually happened. No, no, absolutely not. And from what I also read, this was the president of Warner Brothers' idea at the time. <laughs> he wanted the he wanted the robot to rip out through the face and become Robot Girl. And apparently, they could not say no to the president of Warner Brothers. So that's fair. They, it's just like uh, that. <clears throat> it's like the ending of Nightmare on Elm Street. Where they were like, well, we need to have her, the that funny blow-up doll sucked through the yeah. window. Do you? Do you really need that? Yeah. How about the fake ragtop that looks like Freddy? Do you really need that? <laughs> Do you really need that? Do we need long-arm Freddy? Maybe not. Yeah. I feel like there's some stuff that could have been just left alone. Yeah, I love weird producer stuff. Like, <laughs> what, what, uh, I still always reference it when I think of things like this. Is uh, Evening with Kevin Smith where he was yeah. talking about making Superman. Like, can he fight a giant spider? A giant spider. Just, just, Everything needs a giant spider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, this movie, I agree. I agree it's a mess. But it is a mess that I have a strange fondness for. It's a movie that I feel has several scenes that are very enjoyable. But as a whole, I find it boring and not that fun. It's not a good movie. No, 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 God, no. <laughs> I'm actually, it, I'm actually, I'm is, actually giving away my tape tomorrow. On Instagram, I have I have made you hate this movie. Yeah, well, I thought I liked it. <laughs> I hadn't watched it in years, and you texted me. You were like, "What about Deadly Friend?" I was like, "Fuck yeah, I've got that movie. I haven't watched it in years. I love that. I'll be all about it." Oh man! And BB just started driving me nuts right out the gate. <laughs> no, it's fair. It's fair. And I usually like stupid, annoying things. Uh, and they this one just doesn't click with me. And then they really put it into the ground with the theme song yeah, at the end. Credits. BB, BB, BB. Literally, just like a 10 minute long song, like electro pop song that only lyric is BB. <laughs> just done in different tones. Oh, rough. You know what? I think I think we've I think we've lingered on this thing long enough. Yep. So that is Deadly Friend. That is Deadly Friend. If if after listening to this, you still want to see it. One of the weaker Cravens. Uh, and you can't maybe, even you can't be, even say that. Yeah, because Craven has so many bad fucking movies. Oh, you you agree with me? It, it, it's it he seems, has so many bad movies. It seems blasphemous sometimes to talk ill about Craven. Like I, I feel his baddies outweigh the goodies. He big I'm, time. I think I think it's really hard to say that his bad movies don't outweigh his good movies. I mean, just volume wise, because he's made like ten movies that weren't that good. Yeah. 
And then he's made some brilliant movies. But then there's other ones that it's just like, like Last House on the Left and Hills Have Eyes. Like, I don't like that. I don't enjoy that genre. I don't enjoy that genre. So it's like, I'm not... It's not my thing. I don't know if they're bad movies or not. I don't like watching them. Yeah, I just don't want to watch it. Yep, agreed. So, I've never seen Cursed with a Werewolf. I've always meant to. Oh, actually, I've heard I, that's another studio botched job. I loved that movie, oh, too. Yeah? It's <laughs> Again, it's a very stupid movie, but it's a fun, stupid movie. Yep. Christina Ricci's great in it. Like yep. Scream movies are good. Yeah, it's it's like Scream done as a werewolf movie. Shocker's another movie that I thought I loved. And now it's like I watch it and it's like, ugh. I literally, like, like the Freddy movies, like, he doubled down on the killer misogyny shit. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know, the, the Rick and Morty trope where he's like, he sure does say bitch a lot. It's like, he really does. It's like, I was watching Shocker. I tried to watch it at the store yep. and I was like, wow, the, the level ugly. of just like screaming misogyny in yep. this thing is like nonstop. I do love I the, I do can't love, deal with it. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Uh, I do love the um, finale in Shocker though, where they're running through all the different TV oh, yeah. channels. <laughs> There's the, that Classic. movie has some great moments yeah. and having, uh, having the head of the FBI as the Shocker is yep. like one of my favorite things. <laughs> like I love that dude and I love, I love seeing him in stuff. Yeah. Cause he's like this unassuming math teacher looking dude who probably benches like 300. So you're just like, Whoa, <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> yep. Like, really tough, but looks like a total nerd. I like that dude. Um, anyway, follow us at uh, Funbox Monster Podcast. And I am Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend. Uh, Coast City Comics. I'm $230 away from Hey, isn't there Rad a cool Wraith. comic book that's coming out? So uh, hit us up on Kickstarter if you happen to be listening Donate to this. Donate to the Rad Wraith. We're, at, we're like 250 bucks away right now from, from getting it. We're going to do some stretch goals and some other fun stuff. The comic's going to come out, and it's going to be great, and you're going to love it. I know somebody out there has 250 from a boy here. Come on. Yeah, come on. Pony it up. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Peace.